Hello and welcome to this podcast once again. My name is Tolusha Francis, your regular host. On this episode, we're looking at depression, myth, and facts. We're going to I'm going to be sharing with you today some myth that people um, have carried over the years about depression and some facts about depression. I would like to let you know that what I'm doing here is not telling you the myth and the facts. I'm just sharing certain myths that have been shared over time and certain facts that we all need to know. So if you're with me, get a pen and your paper and let's get started. The first myth I'll be sharing with you is the myth that says the hard work beats depression. Hard work beats depression. It is believed statistically that depression affects nearly one in six people at some point in their lives. So folk remedies and half-truths about this common illness abound. And one of such ideas is that you throw yourself into work and you feel better when you're depressed. But that's not true. Um, so for mild cases of the blues, when you hear the word blues, it actually refers to depression. Yeah, For mild cases, yes, it may help. But depression is a different animal entirely. Yeah, so um, a lot of mental illnesses exist. Depression is just one of them. So for mild mental illnesses, it may exist, all right? But when it comes to depression, it's a very, very stubborn animal. Overworking can actually be a sign of clinical depression, most especially in men. You may wonder why I said that or why this is so, that... Um, Overworking can actually be a sign of clinical depression, especially men. Well, you get to know about that much later. So, myth number one says that hard work beats depression. But I am sharing with you today that overworking may actually be a sign of clinical depression. And this is common in the male gender. Myth number two states that depression is not a real illness. But I want to let you know that depression is a serious medical condition and can be a top cause of disability in many adults, depending on which part of the world. Um, according to research in America, for example, depression is one of the top causes of disability. But the challenge today is that depression is still being confused with sadness, ordinary sadness. There are two different things. Okay, I like to say that um, there is ordinary sadness and there is advanced sadness. <laughs> that, may, that may sound off, but yeah. So I call advanced sadness um, the depression. Yes, because sadness is, um, a, very, is a component of depression you get. You get all right? so, but people still think that depression is the same as ordinary sadness, which is it. Okay, and um, biological evidence of the illness has been seen in brain scans, which shows abnormal activity levels all right brain scans have been done you know by researchers and has shown that there are abnormal activity levels in the brain for someone who is depressed so like i said the myth number two says that depression is not a real illness but i am saying to you that it is a real illness because it is different from the depression that people know so let me share with you one or two facts before we go to another myth. And one of the facts is that depression is hidden in men. So if you link that fact with um, point number one, where I said overworking can actually be a sign of clinical depression, especially in men. Yeah. So a depressed man, um, his loved ones, and even his doctor may not recognize depression. And that's because men are more likely not to talk about their feelings than women are. And um, men may not sound, may not appear sad or 
down they like to like how do i put it like to pretend like all is going well so you may not even read it on their faces you may not read it in their presentation but you may begin to see it in their character and their behaviors they may become irritable they may become angry easily or even restless they may begin to lash out at others any little thing they react and you begin to wonder what exactly is happening you know that's because they try to cope with their depression they don't want to show it this idea of you a man man up and all those kind of talks uh, makes them to keep the thing hidden and they, they begin to exhibit some reckless behavior um, drinking drugs and they also have other things so i mean so that's the thing depression is hidden in men and another way they try to hide that depression is overworking themselves okay so they are trying to man up and they don't talk unlike the female folks who don't know how to pretend and i've come to realize in my brief moment as a therapist that there are more female people owning up to depression than there are male people and i just hope that we get to that point where the male gender accepts that they are depressed when they are depressed and that depression is real fact number two that i would like to share with you is that anyone can get depressed the shy person the outgoing person the athletic person can get depressed irrespective of your ethnic background or your country anyone can actually get depressed okay and the illness is twice as common in women as in men all right but like i said earlier it's, you will see more women showing up and asking for help okay um and also discover that late 20s and those late teens rather and those in their early 20s are most likely to battle depression okay interestingly an episode may come early in life at, um, at any age all right but this particular age groups the late teens and the early 20s are more likely to battle depression and that is because they're at that phase of their lives for the late things he's growing he or she's growing to adulthood and is expressing experiencing certain changes hormonally and the likes whereas for the person in his early 20s is having to make life decisions career relationships and a host of other things and these things have a way of making them go through tough personal experiences that can trigger depression uh, or, or some some form of blues okay um, fact number three is the fact that depression sneaks up slowly depression doesn't just happen it sneaks up slowly so it starts from you being sad and then finally the sadness remains for a long time and then you become um, the, the depression you can ask that depression are setting so one of the things that you discover is that depression comes in gradually it doesn't just start all of a sudden it's not a sudden illness okay a body turns into a a rot and then you start skipping work you start skipping school um occasions and a host of other things one particular type of depression is uh, that we call dysthymia uh, which can last for years as a chronic low-level illness it is that particular malaise that silently undermines your career and relationships and of course can become very, very severe with disabling conditions but of course with treatment some feel substantial relief within four to six weeks okay but the most important thing is for you to understand that depression starts gradually so do you realize that your mood is changing all of a sudden you're beginning to experience some form of sadness and this 
has come to last for longer than it should Let, let's say one week or two weeks or there about then it's a clear sign that you are no longer depressed you are no longer sad rather but depression is now here let's check another myth myth number three says depression is just self-pity i hear this from some people as well who think that depression is just self-pity but that's not true um, our culture has a way of admiring self willpower and mental toughness and so they are quick to label people who are a bit laid back as lazy or as not willing to work or seeking self-pity all right but the truth of the matter is people who are depressed are actually not lazy they are not lazy and they're not feeling sorry for themselves they wish that depression can go away but it's there so see depression like a medical illness that every like every other illness that we experience and a, this particular one is a health problem that is related to changes in the brain and of course like every other illness it improves with appropriate treatment so while you're treating malaria while you're treating typhoid and a host of other things with medication the clinical depression may also be treated with medication but of course it affects the brain it affects emotion so this person may be may appear lazy and not want to do anything but actually within the person is not lazy so because our culture celebrates willpower our culture celebrates mental toughness we are quick to tell people who are depressed and don't want to do anything as though they are lazy okay let's look for another fact fact number four says family history is not destiny if depression appears in your family tree you're more likely to get it too but of course chances are you won't people with family history can watch for early symptoms of depression and take positive actions yeah it may mean reducing stress it may mean getting more exercise it may mean getting counsels counseling sessions or other professional treatment so yes depression can run in the family all right so once you've seen that happen the moment you begin to see traces of depression within you then you can quickly seek help all right like reducing stress or seeking professional help and a host of other things before it gets so deep into you fact number five depression imitates dementia dementia is actually memory loss um, when you begin to forget things older people depression may be the root cause of memory problems confusion and in some cases delusions and it is possible for caregivers and doctors to mistake these problems for signs of dementia or age-related decline in memory for older people all right but getting treatment leads the cloud for a majority of older people with depression one thing that one method of therapy that has come to be useful in cases like this is psychotherapy for people who can't or don't want to take medication psychotherapy plays a role and has been very very useful over the years psychotherapy is talk therapy where you talk people into healing we have a number of therapeutic uh, methods psychotherapy is one of them all right so for those who are of advanced age depression may seem like dementia so caregivers and doctors if careful attention is not paid to the illness you think that the person is actually suffering dementia whereas the person is actually depressed okay so let's look at uh, myth number five it says talking makes things worse now there's this myth that says when you're depressed it makes things worse when you talk 
People were once advised not to dwell on problems by talking about them. Today, there is evidence that guided conversations with a professional can make things much better. I talked about psychotherapy the other time. And different types of psychotherapy can help treat depression by addressing negative thought patterns, unconscious feelings, or relationship troubles. So the first step is to talk to a mental health professional. Talk to a mental health professional who would guide you through a series of, of treatment plans from your thought patterns to other, th- other things that relate to your thought or how you view situations and scenarios, all right? Um, let's look at myth number six. Myth number six is that depression is tough to treat. Depression is tough to treat. Um, the reality is that most people who take action to leave their depression do get better. The first thing is you even taking that action, taking that step that you want to get better. And that's that by talking to a professional. Okay, In this large study by the National Institute of Mental Health, 70% of people become symptom-free through medication, though not always the first medicine, all right, because the studies, same studies for that shows that the best treatment is combining medication with talk therapy. So healing is not far away from depression, and depression is not difficult to treat. But studies have shown that it's not, aside medication, a combination of medication and talk therapy helps a great deal and speeds up the healing process fact number six is that positive thinking may help yes replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts may help this is what we call cognitive behavioral therapy people learn new ways of thinking and behaving negative self-talk and be negative self-talk and behavior is identified and replaced with more positive thoughts and help the person move into a more positive mood um it's usually not used um alone sometimes used alone sometimes used medication but cbt works for many people now what is cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy it's a talk therapy that can help you manage your problems by changing the way you think and behave basically helping you change your thought pattern all right it's commonly used for anxiety and depression but can be useful for other mental and physical health problems as well one of the things i've come to realize is that the moment there's a problem with your thinking, it has a role to play in your physical health. The moment there's an issue with your thinking, then even your physical health is affected. Okay, myth number five. Okay, sorry, I, I, I've taken that. Where are we? Yeah, so fact number seven um, says that it is not always depression. So the fact that you feel low, the fact that you are down, doesn't mean it is depression. Some life events may cause sadness or disappointment, but do not become clinical depression. Grief, for example, is normal after a death, divorce, loss of a job, or diagnosis of a serious health problem. And this can be handled as grief therapy or grief healing. Okay, one clue of a need of tre- for treatment is when the sadness is constant every day and most of the day. Once that happens, then you know that there's a problem and you need to seek treatment. When people are weathering difficult times appropriately, they can usually be distracted or cheered up for short periods of time. So the moment there's a change for you, the moment there's a change in the things that you've been experiencing and this remains constant, sadness becomes an everyday thing and goes for long, then you know that it is time for you to seek help.
fact number eight fact number eight is that there is hope of recovery and that is the last fact i'll be sharing with you there is hope for recovery so i need you to understand that no matter what you're going through at the moment no matter your emotional state of mind there is hope for recovery all that is needed is for you to know that you can actually get better and in getting better for you to get better actually means that you need to wake up to the reality that you need help the moment you accept that you need help the chances are that the help would come your way all right so i've shared with us today it's fact and six myth myth number one hard work beats depression myth number two depression is not a real illness myth number three depression is just self-pity myth number four depressed people cry a lot oh i miss that depressed people cry a lot and that's not true anyways um not everyone is depressed cry uh, some are even very very hardworking when they're depressed all right myth number five says that okay that was said talking makes things worse and then myth number six is that depression is tough to treat Facts number one says that depression is hidden in men. Fact number two says anyone can get depressed. Fact number three says that depression actually stinks up slowly. Fact number four, family history is not testing. The fact that someone is depressed in your family or depression appears in your family tree doesn't mean that you have to allow it to get you as well. The moment you notice it, get up. All right. Fact number five, depression imitates dementia. Fact number six, positive thinking helps a great deal. Number seven, it's not always depression. And number eight, there is hope of recovery. I hope you found this lovely and I hope you found this episode rewarding and knowledgeable for you. Till I come your way again, I remain my humble self, Tolusha Francis. Bye-bye.